Welcome to the Spectral Phenomena Podcast, your source for all things offbeat, strange, unexplained, and paranormal. Here are your hosts, Ken Sanner and Mustafa Sadiq. This is our introductory episode. It's going to be short and sweet, just an idea of what we're all about. My name is Ken Sanner, and this is my good friend and co-host, Mustafa Sadiq. Hi, guys. How are you guys today? Oh, man, I'm looking through my notes, and yeah, we're good. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we're good. Okay, well, that's good. I'm glad we're good, because that, that was not very enthusiastic, Moose. So, Sorry, uh, no, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I, just, I have two pages of notes for two... Uh, to uh for our intro and then yeah no man i'm really excited yeah. to start it i i uh I'm, i know you are i'm just giving you a hard time yeah, we uh, um the fact that we're doing something easygoing in uh these times of near apocalypse is pretty exciting i agree and you know that kind of brings us full circle around to something i was going to touch on earlier but this is actually not moose and i's first uh foray into podcasting right we, we actually have another podcast that um is a lot more scientific completely opposite space <laughs> <laughs> not that we're not going to be scientific and evidence-based because we do want to have a fun but respectful and as evidence-based as possible look into these topics in the paranormal um but that said there's only so much science you can throw at it. You know, there, there's a lot of unknown, which is why a lot of this is so fun, I think. So, I mean, you know, that's what I was going to say, right? So, like, we um, – so in today's day and age, uh, and I probably heard this somewhere else because I'm definitely not smart enough to make this concept up on my own. But uh, in, the world, in the world of, like, instant gratification, social media, uh, there's so much tribalism and everyone's, uh, you know – set on their own ways and there's no nuance right i mean there's nuance i would argue but never uh in media i feel like it's either you know um it's either one or two right nothing in between and i think one of these uh you know some of these projects like we're, we're gonna be doing right now is uh kind of like the action against you know the reaction against that action so yeah i'm excited yeah this stuff i mean really is very nuanced you know for for any topic you could pick, there is so much going on, you know, and we're going to try and hit all the aspects of it. But even something as simple as what is a ghost or what is a gray? Mm-hmm. Like you have every idea out there from, you know, these things are physical, be- you know, a gray is a physical being. A ghost is a dead person who's, you know, imprinted and haunting all the way to, you know, a ghost is a, some kind of a um supernatural spiritual being with its own and you know um free will that's the word i'm looking for a gray is actually like actually a fairy like yeah. you know there's so many different things and so many different aspects that you can hit on with all of this stuff um and and that's a lot of the fun of it and that's why we're going to talk about all the different kinds of things you can think of from ufos to ghosts cryptids conspiracies historical mysteries psychic phenomena we'll, we'll probably even get into stuff like serial killers and cults at some point just because it's a little offbeat and interesting you know so we're, we're going to really be hitting all these topics as much as we can because there, there's a lot to talk about yeah and that's uh, that's um, what i was going to say we it, we're going to be touching on a lot of these things and i think one of the questions that you guys are going to ask is or you all 
Uh, I always do that. Um, you all are going to ask is uh, what makes us different, and I'll be the first one to say number one. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're having fun, right? Ken and I have been wanting to do this for a while. Actually, I think I remember Ken running a ghost page uh, on Facebook back when Facebook was yep. super old. You remember that? I think that's how we first started talking. And then uh, that uh, is, uh, you know, what makes us different? I think we're going to be taking a little bit of a scientific approach to it. If you if you guys have heard um, our uh, EMS podcast, we. We, um, you know, and again, this is not a science podcast, so please don't cite us on stuff. Um, but uh, uh, it, this is going to be, you know, the counter step of that. And I think that's what's going to make us different. We're going to have a little bit of an evidence-based science approach to it. Uh, we're going to try our best to, uh, you know, look for good good solid evidence for what we're we're going to be discussing but then we're also going to throw in our own opinion and uh we're not going to be drawing in the lines right or we're not going to be coloring inside the lines uh and i I think that's uh that's something i want to stress yeah i think we're both pretty open-minded even though we both have a head for science um maybe and, and this may be true i may be more of a believer in a lot of this kind of stuff than moose is i don't know how much more i guess we're going to find out um i get the impression that he's going to be the scully to my molder but (laughs) are we allowed to say that but i know i I know moose has a a a very big interest in a lot of this stuff too so we'll see as we go through um what we kind of get into so yeah we really want to look at this stuff from a, a logical standpoint and say what makes sense you know if we're talking about you know, a cryptid, for example, does it make scientific sense that an animal like this could live in this environment and survive or a population of these survive? Um, Why is there the physical evidence there is or isn't for something like that? Um, But keeping it casual, you know, just a back and forth discussion. Um, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to that, Moose. Yeah, I just want to say, um, so... I know we're going to have some critics up front uh, that talk about, uh, you know, how we approach this. And and I I just want to say, uh, you know, talk about one concept that Ken and I have talked about um, a lot. Um, It kind of splits into two topics, but we'll, we'll, we'll address that. So basically, we are not saying we are experts at any of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. Right? Are we going to do our due diligence, due diligence, excuse me, and uh, um, try our best to present what we believe to be the facts and then have some fun with it. Absolutely. Um, but we are not particle physicists, right? We are not biologists. We don't work in a lab. Uh, you know, we are not experts in, uh, I, excuse me, I am not an expert in any of the hard sciences. Uh, so if we get something wrong, set shoes an email, let us know, right? We are always looking for audience participation. Um, uh, I don't know where I learned this, but it's one of the biggest things that I try to live my life by, and that's uh, you know the three types of knowledge, right? So you have the things that you know, right? Uh, there's things you know that you don't know, and then lastly, and I think this is where we're going to be, uh, you know, trying to venture into is the stuff we don't know that we don't know, right? And the idea and ideas and concepts that can't really, uh, you know, we can't really fathom in our heads. Right, um, that we're gonna try to encroach upon and uh, try to get some of the wildest ideas onto this podcast. Um, so just bear with us. Let us know. Please send us, you know, like, review us. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Let us know how we can do better if you want to participate. Uh, let Ken know because he's gonna be the one that decides that. And uh, w- we would love to have that discussion with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, just like our other podcast, you know, I think audience participation 
is going to be a great thing for us. Um, not that I don't already have a huge spreadsheet full of ideas because I do and it's growing daily. <laughs> but, you know, if there's something you want to talk about or you have an idea or a hot tip or a lead on something, let us know, you know. Um, and, and we'll leave uh, our email information at the end. Uh, I've got a, an email you can send to. Um, and we'll have a, a Facebook page up as well, of course. So, yeah, so that's, uh, I think, really good stuff. So, I want to kind of lead this part off by asking you a question, Moose. What got you interested in the paranormal? How did this start for you? Oh, man. Uh, hmm. Well, uh, I actually grew up in a very superstitious family. Very superstitious. Okay. And, and it's the kind of superstition that you don't realize you're superstitious until you grow up and you're like, oh, okay, maybe that wasn't legit. Um, or maybe it was, you know. Um, my uh, uh, My grandmother uh was her parents passed away at a young age and she was raised by her uncle who you would you could now call a folk healer in india uh so she took a lot of those cultural elements and kind of brought them you know to you know i'm not going to go into my family's life story but kind of brought them to america and i was raised in the you know it, it was a, it was a married approach of culture and religion as you know i grew up as a first generation american uh and a lot of stuff that I thought to be, you know, just part of life and, you know, normal stuff, I later realized as more of a, you know, pragmatic, logical, scientific thinker, uh, critical thinker, that it maybe maybe wasn't. Um, and I love exploring those topics. Um, I, I want to flip that question to you, though. Okay. Well, first of all, I think that's fascinating. I did not know. I, I mean, I know some of your family history, but I didn't know that about your grandmother and the folk healer, you know, bringing her up. That's really, I mean, that's really cool. Um, so as for me, it's a little less clear cut. I can remember all the way back into elementary school being obsessed with this kind of stuff. And it's an interest that has never left me. There's not like one triggering event that I can point to and be like, this is why I got into the paranormal. But I remember being in elementary school and like going to the library for a book report and I was supposed to pick like a fiction book, you know, a story book that and I picked up a book about UFOs and aliens and did a book report on that, you know? Yeah. Um, I just and, remember and picking up a book me. of a snake and being scared really bad. That That's yeah. my childhood book, <laughs> book, uh, book report story. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's stuck with me through the years. It's kind of waxed and waned at some points. Um, but it's always, for the most part, it's, been pretty consistently pretty strong for me this interest in the paranormal and um you know i've gone through different phases where i'm into certain tv shows or you know radio shows or podcasts now and um, movies and it's been very very interesting for me I'll, I'll say it like that um it's it's something that has it's it's basically become a part of my identity mm -hmm. and it's something that for a long time i really kind of downplayed and didn't express because i didn't want people to think that i'm crazy um but now i know that i am a little bit crazy so i don't really care what people think about me and that's that's fine you know if i cared that much i wouldn't be doing this yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, and I know we don't want this episode to go on too long, but two, two uh, responses to that. Number one, I know why you are into the occult and paranormal stuff. Um, actually, the 5G rays that the government's trying to start, they traveled through time 
and corrupted your brain early, and this is a side effect. Number two, um, uh, another question I wanted to pose to you that I totally forgot to talk to you about before we start recording is, um, do you think that the paranormal and occult stuff and all, all you know, that whole, you know, the, the kind of like, kind of like Star Wars, how it used to be weird, but now it's like the cool weird thing to do. Uh, do you think that's occurring? I, I think it's occurring. And if you, if so, why do you think that's happening? So those are two really great points. And your second one actually brings up something I wanted to mention at the beginning and I forgot about. Um, but to your first point, yes, you are correct. And had I been wearing my tinfoil hat as a child, I would not have been infected by the five. <laughs> Number two, I, I really, truly think that what's going on right now is in the paranormal and the, um, you know, unusual offbeat world. I think it's a movement. And, you know, I think we're stepping up to be a part of that movement because more and more people are talking about this stuff. You know, you just had the U.S. government, the, the DOD, acknowledge the existence of things flying around in our sky that they have no idea what they are. And people basically just blinked at it Um, everywhere you go on TV, you know, it's ghost hunting shows. It's UFO hunting shows. It shows about cryptids. This stuff is everywhere now. Um, And I really think that there's a revolution in this kind of thinking happening to where it's going to be becoming more mainstream. And if you go back through history, and this is actually something we could probably do a show on, there have been periods in our history where this kind of stuff was mainstream, and it was just like, okay, yeah, that's real. Um, And I am not a cultural expert by any means on any culture. I'm probably not even an American cultural expert. Um, But from what I understand, there are cultures around the world. um, I don't know if you can speak to this. I've been told that in it, in India, if you go there and said, hey, there's, you know, UFOs flying around, people are just like, yeah, we know, like, this is normal, you know, apparently in, um, you know, ancient Hindu texts and stuff, you know, they talk about stuff like that. Apparently, if you go to Mexico or much of Latin America, people just think UFOs are real. And that's mm-hmm. just how it is. And I, I think that kind of a movement is slowly permeating American culture where there is more of an acceptance and more of a tolerance and more of a, if not belief, an open-mindedness about this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I think, uh, so in, you know, ancient times all the way, you know, as you progress through time, um, I will say this from, again, a scientific view, a lot of what we now believe to be, you know, are, you know, uh, you know, st- cultural stories, so on and so forth, were actually just explanations to for scientific phenomena that they didn't have an explanation to, right? And they explained it away uh, mm-hmm. using, you know, the the stories that we hear today. But uh, I, I would, I'd be lying to, every, I'd be lying to everyone and myself if I said that uh, right now science has the answer to everything. It doesn't. And I think in our very concrete society, if there's, I, I think there's actually a lot of thought uh, towards, uh, you know, not necessarily having robust evidence, right? But in the scientific community, uh, if it's not concrete and proven, it doesn't exist. And, uh, you know, I I don't want to contradict myself because I am a scientist first and foremost, but um, I, I don't think being totally rigid is the way to go either, right? So the coelacanth was an ex- ex- extinct fish until, what, 100 years ago, right? Um, 
I think there's uh, some of the topics that we're going to talk about regarding um, uh, cryptids, right? We're going to dive into the biology, but we're also going to realize that, uh, you know, some of the stuff we just can't explain. Um, and I think at least keeping an open mind, is, it's critical for that. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a societal shift. We just have to be careful not to um, jump to the polar extreme of um, anti-intellectualism. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, and I, I think that, and, and this is a, a deep, deep conversation that we can have one night, not here or now, we wrap this up shortly. <laughs> but a quote I heard one time that I really loved is that science is the how and religion is the why. And I think as religious trends shift, we see maybe some of this paranormal stuff filling that hole or supplementing religion in some way. Um, and I don't, I don't know how accurate that is. It just kind of popped into my head, mm -hmm. but yeah, maybe, no. maybe it's something along, along that. Um, but in any case, all right. So just real quick, I have two questions for you, Moose. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're going to, we're going to wrap this up and you can, you can hit me back with these same questions. Um, number one, have you ever had any personal experiences with the paranormal? And we can save the exact stories for the, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do an episode just on our own personal experiences. I could probably do a whole episode just on mine, but, um, yes or no. Have you ever had any personal experiences? Yes. I like it. And I think you're a yes too. Cause you just said that. Yeah, I am a yes. Yes. I'm very much a yes. I have had, um, a number of experiences, um, both paranormal slash maybe ghostly um and i've seen a couple ufos but i'll tell those stories later <laughs> um and then my other question for you would be what makes you believe or disbelieve in a particular story or even a broad topic all right so um i'm going to answer that i just want to say one okay. thing on what we were previously talking about so i, I just sure. want to make a comment on what you said regarding like religion and science and stuff um i don't necessarily think that the paranormal replaces it right i think that um you know the way my theology works uh, i think that ultimately science may explain and show you know how correct uh or not correct religion is uh, right. Uh, that, that, that's, that's the way true. I think about it. Right. Um, the, and then answering your question to why I, um, tend to believe certain stories versus not. And I say my answer to that is the, uh, the amount of separate and independent stories we get about it. Right. Okay. One person can make anything up right uh, i think we can all cite examples of that i think mm -hmm. when you even a small group of people right if you if you want to believe something you're going to believe it um but i like to think and i can already hear the critics citing how this is wrong but uh, if you have a lot of people that don't have an interest in that thing being right and still say it happened to them that's where I start believing stuff. Yes, you could argue that you know there's a million arguments against this. One of them being that oh well, it's in their interest to gain you know infamy, right? Um, but 
uh, you know, particularly that Marine pilot, I forget his name, who uh, doesn't appear to have any motive to share his story, just shares his story, right? Or Bob Lazar. Commander David Fravor. Yeah, yeah, or like Bob Lazar, right? Doesn't yeah. have uh, any, it doesn't appear to me like somebody who wants to be famous. He actually seems kind of, a, right. you know, pretty miserable uh, from his experience. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, if a lot of people like that start saying stuff, there, there something doesn't add up. Um, and that, so that's what, that's what makes me believe certain, uh, uh, experiences versus other, you know, well, certain stories versus other stories. And I'm going to pop that question back to you. Yeah. So I, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. I don't think I'd change anything. I might add a couple things. Um, you know, I, I think there is also a very human element to it that you have to look at, you know, and, and this is hard because it's not scientific. You can't. You can't scientifically say this person seems honest, but if there's an emotionality to it, if there is a um, kind of a, a, an aspect to it that just makes it seem like why would this person say this for any reason other than it's the truth. And I look at something like the Betty and the Barney Hill case. Betty and Barney Hill were an interracial couple in the 1960s. Do you really think they wanted to bring attention to themselves uh, by saying they got abducted by little gray people that took them up into a spaceship and violated them. Like, do you think that's what an interracial couple in the 1960s really wants going on with them? Like, they're already under probably so much pressure and scrutiny, and they probably get harassed all the time, nonstop. And then they're going to go around talking about being abducted by little gray aliens. I don't see why they would make something like that up. I don't see why, you know, if that really happened, they would tell anybody as much pressure as they're probably already under, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that adds a, le a level of credibility to that story, you know, and, and other stories like it. It's probably the most extreme example I could have given. Mm -hmm. um, but that is important to me. You know, you have somebody, and this could apply to a lot of cases, where somebody tells a story and they have absolutely nothing to gain from it other than negativity, to me that counts for something. Mm -hmm. You know, like if they're not running out and getting a million dollar, you know, movie deal out of it or something like that, it, it, even if they do, that doesn't mean it's not real, but it does add a level of doubt to it, I guess, you know? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I can't agree with you more. Uh, the uh, idea um, that you mentioned, especially regarding. Um, why would someone want to come out uh, and get you know get all that backlash when there's right. so much other stuff that's already you know uh, you know going against them? Again, I go back to the Bob Lazar. So, like, w w what motivation does the guy have? The guy's life got ruined, right? Uh, by and large, right. folks' lives get ruined by this. Um, uh, cult think is, uh, or sorry, not cult think. Group think is a very uh, you know, real think. I love that you're just taking a swig of beer during this. I, I that is the best. You know thing. what? I wasn't going to, and I had a it's really fine. long day. It's fine. And I had this whole idea where I was like, I can't believe we're going to talk about this stuff sober. And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to drink a beer. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally cool. Um, but but yeah, no. So uh, it, it's hard to come out against the green, right? Um, so that already yeah. that already is one thing. You know, one uh, um force to contend when you're going against uh, you know society and saying something that people don't want to hear but then the 
scrutiny is, is another thing. Um, so I, mean, I think we could talk about this for ages, but I think we should probably wrap this one up. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to wrap this one up. I was actually just going to say the same thing. So um, I have one last question for you, Moose. It's really simple. It's just a number. And then I'm going to uh, – you can – I'll give you mine, and then we'll throw out the uh, website and social media stuff. So do you lean towards believing in something paranormal? And if so, what percentage would you give it? Wait, what do you mean? Do you think there is anything paranormal that's real? Oh, absolutely. And that's why I'm sitting here. Uh, so 100%. At, at 100%. 100%. And the, and, but let me explain. Uh I think paranormal is also unexplained, and I think unexplained is also stuff that isn't defined by science. So by definition, it's outside of the norm that we understand, and thus it's paranormal. So yes. I know that's a little bit of a cop-out, but I know what you're getting no, at, not. and also 100%, I, I do believe in that paranormal. No, it's it, it, and, and that's not, though. It's not a, a cop-out, because if you go back you know, 2,000 years, people probably thought lightning was paranormal. You know, like well, they did. You know, they they had, they had they said that yeah. God was doing it, <laughs> right? So I don't think that's a cop out at all. You know, you you brought up quantum physics earlier. I think there's a high probability that quantum physics will explain a lot of the stuff that we don't understand right now. Mm -hmm. um, but same thing for me, hundred percent. I believe there are paranormal things out there, at least as we understand them now. Um, 100%. So with that, Moose, do you have any final thoughts you want to wrap this up with? Uh, I am so excited for this, and please do not send this email critiquing the science. This is a paranormal podcast. <laughs> All right. So I'll wrap up to say it, everybody. So our episode flow, you know, it'll always be the, uh, the introduction. Then we'll talk about what we're going to talk about, and we'll wrap it up. And uh, seasons, as of right now, we're planning on eight episode seasons. I'm just going to stop right there. You, you just listen. said you just said we're going to do yeah. introductions, and we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about, and then we're going to finish. So yep. I, I, I think <laughs> I, I think I, I think you meant somewhere in there that we would put in our personal stuff too. Uh, like we'll probably we'll probably present a, a topic and then put in our own personal stuff, and then oh, we yeah. finish up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's part of the subject matter to me. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, we're really looking forward to this project. Um, check us out on... Right now, we just have Facebook. It's Spectral Phenomena. Uh, we have a website, www.spectralphenomena.com. Maybe we'll have some more stuff in the future, uh, but right now, that's what we have. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Please like, subscribe, download, whatever you want to do with our podcast. We're on all the major uh, podcast hosting things out things. there right now which you obviously know or you wouldn't be listening to us right now uh so have a great night everybody and we will see you next time on spectral phenomena see you.